welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk today. We have been talking through a new series on parenting that we hope you have been connecting with, learning from. I know I have. I've been learning a lot from you guys. (laughs) Lots of things. Mm -hmm. And so the last few weeks, we've been discussing codependency, enabling and parenting. And last week, we began discussing the area of boundaries, which Mm. is ever so important Mm -hmm. in our lives as individuals, but also as parents. Last week, we talked about boundaries with kids. And today, we're going to start moving into more just the conversation about boundaries with teens, what it looks like to parent a teen, because it's such an important piece. And Mm -hmm. so we're glad that you joined us. Absolutely. I think... The more we've been talking about this, the more excited I've been about having kids and teaching them this because I think, I don't know if we talked about this on here or not, but just, I mean, we don't learn this stuff. I mean, most of us never learned about boundaries as kids. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was just because our parents weren't totally equipped with all the things. They didn't have Henry Cloud and John Townsend. (laughs) No, they didn't. (laughs) And so there's a lot of things I do feel like that our generation knows that previous ones just didn't have, they just weren't equipped with that same information. And so a lot of us didn't learn this. So I just get very excited about teaching this to kids, teaching this to teens, but also learning it. Because <laughs> I don't know all the things yet. So um, if you have been around for any of our discussions yet, or basically any time we've ever talked about boundaries ever, right. you know that we lean so much on the work of Cloud and Townsend. And they wrote the book Boundaries together, and then they've written a million different iterations of that book. Um, but Boundaries with Teens is what we're going to be kind of looking at over these next few weeks. And it's actually, we were talking before the show started, John Townsend wrote this one on his own. That's right. Because he has a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're going to be really diving into that book. And um, as always, we are super excited to have a special guest with us today. Yes, good old Brooke Keels is back <laughs> with us today. I laugh because we call her our special guest, but let's yeah. be honest, she's not really a guest. She's, she's just becoming a pretty permanent fixture. A permanent fixture. You're okay with being a special guest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like being she's special. Like, I'm special. I'm special. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, I will say as well that if it, right from the get-go of this conversation, if you were a parent of a teen, I read this book in preparation for mm-hmm. just this show, but I also read this book because I have a 14-year-old, mm-hmm. and it is really so good. Like, I think for me, there were some things that it confirmed, like, yes, I'm doing some things right. And then there were some things I was like, oh, I had never really thought about that. So yeah. even if you feel like you're in a good season and things are going well, I still encourage you to get this. And in addition, if you are hitting up against some challenges or some things, it's just really, it's just a great book. So we are going to hit on a ton of things from that book, but we cannot hit on all of it. So yeah. if it's something that really connects with you, I just encourage you to jump on Amazon, order it two days, Prime, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Get yourself one. Yeah. I've been able to read some snippets of it. I haven't read the whole thing, but I'm excited to read the whole book. 
Um, we were talking before the show today about just kind of, I think we were trying to pump each other up about that we like, we, we can talk about this actually. Yeah. Um, Jen having a teen at this point in time, woohoo. Woohoo. Um, I was a youth pastor for many years, so worked with teens mm-hmm. uh, for quite a bit. And Brooke. Uh, yeah, I worked with teens on meth. So, lots of... No, yeah, I mean, all mine has been with adolescence and drug addiction or, you know, traumatic um, yeah. problems. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have, I get we to bring... a very interesting array of experiences. That's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Jen's counseled, you know, with adolescents as well, but, mm-hmm. but being able to walk parents through yeah. that really really hard mm. place obviously mm-hmm. and, and actually I liked what you said Jen about even if things are going well go yeah. ahead and read the book because totally. really guys you don't want to figure this stuff out while things feel good Yeah, it's so a lot true. easier to kind of set that up then than after mm-hmm. yeah. you know so good. Well, let's jump into it, guys. Let's do um, it. I mean, anyone that is around someone who is 18 or becoming a teen, I don't think that's, you know, any surprise to say they're going through changes. Lots and lots of changes. <laughs> and, you know, parenting teens is not really like parenting at any other stage mm-hmm. of life right. um, because of how many changes are happening during the teen years. And so in the book, Dr. Townsend lists um, lots of different challenges mm-hmm. the parents can face when their children uh, enter those teen years. And for all of you listening, you have teens. If you want to just raise your hand, if you've experienced any of these things, just a few that you listed were uh, disrespectful attitudes. Uh, oh, I'm raising my Jen, hand. Raising your hand. Uh, and Jen's teen is an angel. And she's she pretty is. Awesome, she's guys. pretty amazing. Okay, so you're not alone. You're not um, alone, y'all. Uh, challenging rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, being self-absorbed. Yeah. Laziness. Being emotionally withdrawn. Erupting in anger out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, Moodiness, lying, detaching. He lists a lot. The list can go on and on. But for all of you who raised your hands on one or all of those things, just know that you're not alone. Yes. And that is a very normal thing. And so, I mean, obviously with those challenges and many more, it's no wonder that parents or caregivers of Mm -hmm. teens just get overwhelmed, get frustrated. I would assume want to throw in the towel every once in a while too. Um, And so that's really one of the reasons we wanted to to Mm -hmm. cover this topic because obviously it's it's a challenging time for parents um, trying to navigate all those changes and challenges. And so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about the root of it and what he talks about is it's basically this battle between the teen, mm-hmm. right? The adolescent desire for freedom mm-hmm. and the parents desire for control. Right. And so if you're constantly navigating in between those two worlds, it's just a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride of instability. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. pretty tough, you know, and obviously like this is a place for, you know, an adolescent to learn like you gain freedom by being responsible. Right. But by the way, guys, they're not great at being responsible. (laughs) Right. So it's just this, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, when are you going to get it? Well, you know, also frontal lobes, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So they just have to be, you have to be aware they're trying to gain freedom, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. So also how much of it are you controlling too much? Like when they do well, are we actually reinforcing that? with the freedom they desire. Mm-hmm, and back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And really, honestly, 
boundaries as far as this discussion or any other time we've talked about it is really the same thing. And if you've been around Mercy Talk for any amount of time, we've had lots of boundary discussions. But just as a reminder, boundaries defined are one's personal property line. So they are how we define ourselves, um, how we say who we are and who we are not. And so boundaries set limits and set consequences if people are trying to control us. And so as you can imagine with teens, this is can Mm. create some challenges. Mm -hmm. So boundaries are good for us. They're good for others because what they do is they help others, especially clarify what they are responsible for in our lives and what they are not. And so if I'm a boundary person, automatically there's going to be a different level of health in my life. Mm -hmm. And so as we set boundaries for our teens, we're, we're going to talk more about this in coming weeks, but we position them for health and for freedom and just different levels that they will not have if they don't understand what boundaries look like and how to set them for themselves. Yeah, it's huge stuff. And honestly, understanding what's going on developmentally is just so important mm-hmm. because if you you have to manage your expectations right. during this time. So if you expect this kid to have well thought out plans, that is probably not going to work <laughs> out for you. And so, and they may in one moment, right? right so one so moment true. you're like, wait a second, you're, you got it, brilliant, <laughs> right? Just but be in that moment and let it go. It and may enjoy not happen it. in the next. Yeah. Yeah, stay in that one. And then, you know, but honestly, like their brains are developing, all these things are happening. And so we as parents or caregivers or whatever have to have the boundaries in place for them to work that out. Right. um, Healthy, right? So they don't go do all of these ridiculous things Mm -hmm. that some of us could think back and be like, wow, I really wish somebody would have intervened on that. You know, and I've even thought back, I don't know if y'all ever have, I was real special as a kid, just like (laughs) your special guest today. Um, But I, you know, I think back and I can remember doing things and literally remember like, what was I thinking? Like, how did that even seem like a good idea <laughs> you know just just anyway I don't so, know what you're talking about you don't oh no no, no just me okay that. that's mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, <laughs> it can be just me um but you know anyway but boundaries help teach your kids self-control mm-hmm. right yeah. it helps teach them okay let me take a minute let me think right. things through um it helps give them the sense of ownership that they need without this full unbridled freedom right to be you know, yeah. an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta let them be a little bit. That's right. right. Like full, full blown. Right. <laughs> you know, if that's clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's yeah. a balance, an idiot yeah. balance that we want There's them to function under. Spectrum. Yeah. Uh, about. Yeah. So, well, so throughout um, this book, mm-hmm. he talks a lot about how. As parents, I mean, well, first of all, if we look at teenagers, they are often very concerned and very focused about right here, right now, this very moment. And so what he challenges readers to do is he's like, you've got to keep the big picture in mind. Mm -hmm. You have to keep the big picture in mind or you're just going to constantly find yourselves in in crazy town. That's right. Focusing on the here and now or arguing about something that's happening about the here and now. And, And so he just kind of constantly encourages people to be have the big picture in mind. What are your biggest goals for your child? How do you want to best prepare them for adulthood? Because that really, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what the teen years are all about. It's moving them from that childhood place into the place of adulthood. So how am I best preparing them for adulthood in this interaction? Which I can only imagine how challenging that would be in each interaction where you are literally wanting to pull out your hair Mm -hmm. to be able to step back and actually think big picture. Um, So no one's going to probably do that perfectly, but to know that there's going to be 
a conflict with that perspective and the teen's perspective because the teen is just thinking about right here, right now. And so just knowing that that's not going to be an easy road, but if you can keep that big picture perspective in mind, it's going to make all of those little challenging, frustrating interactions, Mm -hmm. hopefully a little more purposeful. Um, It's good. And then also, I mean, what he really challenges people with, and this is really kind of where we're going to land today, is just looking at how well, as a parent or as a caregiver, how well are you operating within boundaries? Mm -hmm. Because he says, and this is, I think, a direct quote from the book, that teens develop self-control and responsibility to the extent that their parents have healthy boundaries. We'll just let that sit for a minute. (laughs) Soak that one in because really at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself first. That's right. You can't expect your kids to have something or carry something that you yourself don't carry. We Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time. And so that's really what today's show is going to be about. We're going to talk about how um, from a parent or caregiver perspective, you can operate and take responsibility for yourself. Right. That's what boundaries is all about taking responsibility for yourself um, and so really looking at that inwardly first mm-hmm. before expecting something of your kids that you yourself aren't even living. Absolutely. So. Because we could have easily just kind of launched into this conversation about how to set boundaries with your teen but it really is putting the cart before the horse in a mm-hmm. sense of going, well, it for me to believe that I can do this well if I don't understand this in my own life is just silly. So that's why we're kind of targeting you today, parents and caregivers and ourselves. Surprise! We'll get to the teens maybe next week. This isn't about you kids yet. This is about you. tricking you guys. So really honestly, now at this point you could be like, well, I am turning this off. We encourage you. Please continue to stick with us because we really want to take some time to outline some things that I know I found really helpful. And that are four, that, that is four things that Townsend outlined that are really helpful, um, just capacities or capabilities that if, as we carry as parents with mm-hmm. our teens, it really sets them up well and sets us up well. So the fact that mercy is free for us girls, like that was just so unreal to me. I couldn't believe that we didn't have to worry about finances or put that burden on our families. I already felt like I had burdened my family with so many different things. So now adding a financial burden of trying to get me better just felt like it was just too much to bear. So being able to go there, go there free, not having to worry about finances was just like honestly such a relief and just one less thing to worry about. And so to the people who are giving and donating, I mean, it's been the most life-changing thing for me. And I can't say thank you enough. I can't imagine having to navigate finances while working on my issues at the same time and all that. It would just be such an an additional layer. And so having that freedom, um, I mean, I just like, I can't say thank you enough. It means the world to me. It changed my life and I'm able to do what I do now because of it. So thank you. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. And the first thing that he talks about is what he defines as definition. And what that means is it's the ability to know who you are as the parent, what you want and what you value. So when you are defined as a person and as a parent, in this case, you will know what you expect from your teen and you will know what is not okay. And so Mm -hmm. as we talked the first two weeks about codependency and enabling, what happens is I begin to lose definition of who I am. Mm -hmm. My teen's feelings impact me or all of these things. When I am a defined person, 
person, all of my relationships are going to go a lot better, but mm-hmm. as well as my teen. So when they're blowing up or they're having a moment or they're really frustrated with the boundary I've just set, I'm going to be okay with that yeah. because I understand that that's them and I'm not suddenly mushing into their emotions and their feelings. I'm very defined as a person. And so this is a huge, huge piece mm-hmm. in all relationships, but also especially as we're parenting teens, just mm-hmm. to know where I begin and end. Yeah. yeah. And he also talks about separateness, which mm-hmm. is very similar to that, but basically, which is the ability to experience our feelings and perceptions mm-hmm. different right. from, mm-hmm. from our teen um, or anyone else in our life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the Just way. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But parents with separateness, you know, so when your kid is having a tough time, when they are struggling, mm-hmm. when they're in their emotion or blowing up or, you know, feeling depressed or whatever totally. it is, you, again, go back, you can see big picture, right? And I'm separate from that. I can be okay when you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And that is something you really have to practice because as parents, like we obviously deeply love our kids and you'll see both spectrum spectrums though, like those who become very enmeshed right. mm-hmm. in what like everything my kid feels, thinks, does. I, it's like I am there with them, mm-hmm. feeling the feelings, the fear, you know, the anger, all of the things that come up. And that is extremely unhealthy because mm-hmm. then there is no one to be stable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if nobody is there to be stable, then that's not going to be great yep. for anyone, right? And so they need to have the space to function in their figuring things out and being emotional. But the only way they can do that is if you have stability. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is that we kind of completely disconnect. Right. And so also don't want to do that either, but remaining engaged without being enmeshed, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is a balance. And it takes like if, if either side of that, either extreme is going to take away clarity and literally going to make setting boundaries impossible. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have support in that and spend time with the Lord. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so. a whole nother show we need to do just the difference between enmeshment and oh, empathy. I would, I would like that very much. Yeah. I mean, cause that's, yeah. I can Let's do that. only imagine like we've watched like Pete and I went on a vacation this last weekend and we were just kind of watching parents with yeah. their kids and seeing the difference between parents who would get so riled up at everything that their kids did or the ones that were just kind of like chill. Yeah. Like what? Like yeah. they weren't affected emotionally by all the things that their kids were doing. And this, these were younger kids, but it was just something that we talked about a lot it was like, man, there's a big difference between like, like you were talking about Jen being able to receive and even empathize and stay connected with them, mm-hmm. but also to be strong, stable, right. secure. And in that place and what that communicates to a child, no matter what age they are, mm-hmm. I think is huge. Um, yeah. So anyway, yep. We'll just write that down. Future show. Okay. I love that. Another thing that they, talked about was the importance of honesty and just being truthful with our kids. Um, And obviously, teenagers aren't going to always love the honesty of their parents, but man, if there's anything that I learned during those years of youth ministry, it was yeah. like, they have some crazy strong radar for things that are not oh, real yeah. or fake. They man, can they can smell they can it, smell it out. out. Yep. And we would train volunteers on that and they would look at us like we were crazy and then they would see it. We're like, man, I mean, they have, they have a radar for what is authentic and real That's and true, true and honest. And it's such a, it's a really good thing. Um, but it means for parents and caregivers that really Really, honesty, I mean, that's going to look so many different ways in your relationship with your kid, but part of it's going to be, you know, just directly confronting behavior yeah. that's not appropriate or that's crossed the line and just being honest that that was not okay, that that was not appropriate, that, um, and, and even sometimes 
a parent might even just sometimes like keep the peace. They'll excuse something that they know in, internally was not okay, was not appropriate. Um, and so it's being honest about those things when they come up, even if it means that there's going to be a blow up on the other end of it. There's so much importance of just being true, um, authentic and honest with your kids. But also it also means helping your your kids be aware of areas of, of struggle for them mm-hmm. or maybe things that you can see, issues that you can see, vulnerabilities that you can see as a parent yeah. that they may not be able to see um, and being honest with them about it. Um, I, I remember a story that I read from the book of a, of a parent whose son, whose teenage son was like just had selfish, I mean, selfishness. I mean, let's be honest, teenager, but, mm-hmm. but kind of called it out and his son, um, you know, in a loving and truthful way of just saying like, Hey, I've been noticing this and I think it's going to be a real issue for you in future relationships. Yeah. And that wasn't easy for the son to hear. That's not like, Oh yay, Thank you so much for pointing that out, dad, you know, <laughs> but he says later on, there was a, there was a relationship issue with a kid at the school and the son came back and said, yeah, I, I, I could see that selfishness thing you were talking about the other day. Like, Self-awareness. So, man, yes. oh man, but like that's, <laughs> That's such a good, that's another area of honesty that you can have with your kids um, when it can be a little bit hurtful and it can sting, but it again is setting them up well for the future. So that's awesome. And I do want to say on that note, just really quickly, um, dealing with more uh, severe situations, Mm -hmm. uh, very often, you know, we would have kids come into drug treatment or um, even here at Mercy and, you know, their parents weren't honest with them about maybe really hard things that happened. And the, the idea was to protect them. Um, But that doesn't work out that way Mm -mm. because they just always feel lied to. And there's an appropriate way Mm. to share based off of age. I don't mean just, you know, here are all the awful things, you know, but that's just something to consider. You can protect your kids in a different way than having to just pretend something didn't happen. Um, And so, and I think we mentioned this last week, but even in Whole Brain Child, it talks about ways to share Mm -hmm. that with your kids. Like if something tough happens, how kids Mm. process it out, especially if they're young and then if they're teens, you know, there's a different way to do it too. But Mm. just a side note. Um, The other thing he talks about is persistence, which you should just go ahead and paint on your wall somewhere. (laughs) Tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, just, yeah, that's it. That's the tattoo I'm going to get. I like it. Um, You know, so, you know, basically stick with the rules. Stick with the consequences and expectations, no matter how hard they try to wear you down yeah right if any of you've seen the matrix we talk about them being the sentinels like coming after mm-hmm. you know at all times and here's the deal all of these like really tough things are what's going to help them be amazing people mm-hmm. they're just figuring all that's of so this good. out yes. without a fully formed brain that's right so stick with your guns do what you say mean what you say mm-hmm. and if you need to you know take that back then you can do that in a healthy way that isn't um conceding, you know, because you were worn down or any, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, I feel like the most, uh, natural next thing to discuss um, in light of that list that we just read off there was, is the importance of, um, being in community with people. Um, and, and healthy people. I mean, people that have good boundaries that understand what you're trying to do as a parent and man, find other parents of teens that are walking through those same years um, that you can encourage one another, you can challenge each other, that you can, you know, share advice, but also just sometimes be able to share the frustration and the, like the difficult moments. Um, and so... I, I like I just think about how many times in different seasons of my life I'm like I need someone who's 
like been right where I am or right. is right where I am right now. And so just the importance of, of that community to know you're not alone, mm-hmm. but also a, a group of people that you know that you can be super honest and vulnerable yes. with, that you can say, this is really hard or my kid is really struggling right now and that there's not going to be shame around those people, that there's yeah. going to be encouragement and love and support. Um, man, I don't, I mean, I don't think I could talk about that enough, no matter who Mm -hmm. you are and what stage of life you're in, but especially as a parent of a teen. And not just like event session. I mean, we could all sit around and, you know, talk about that, but people that will actually like challenge and help you hold boundaries. You know what I mean? So one is come in and be like, this is super frustrating. And then, but who can actually speak into your life and say, okay, this is where, you know, um, maybe being supportive in a way that's actually moving this forward and not that we can just all function and our kids are big weirdos. Yeah. And I mean, you need people who are going to be in your kid's life mm-hmm. that aren't oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, them too. I mean, especially yeah, in the teen years, the need for the youth so pastors true. that are going to love on your kids, but also have those healthy boundaries and understand what you're trying to do. I mean, yeah. other other parents that can be in your kids' mm-hmm. lives. I mean, there there comes a point where I saw it so many times with parents of teens in our youth ministry. They were like, I don't want there to be a replacement for me out there. Yeah. So I don't want you or any of these other parents to somehow replace me as mom or dad. And so there's like a, such an insecurity in that mm-hmm. and letting other people into their kids' lives. It was like, mm, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, well, it's called tell same, me how that goes. Same team, guys. Yeah. Same totally. team. We yeah. need a whole... Takes the village. Takes, that's, <laughs> that's it. And a coach and... Yeah, the guy All down the, the street. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It's but it's good. it's tr- it's funny though because I remember my husband and I talking for my daughter before she hit the teenage years. We're like, we need to intentionally find some people that we connect with her with now mm-hmm. because they are the people that I can go. Hey, why don't you go get coffee with yes. such and such? Because I know that I know they're going to say the same thing yep. that I would say That's because it. we're on the same page. But my daughter may hear it differently yes. or be more open to it as she grows because I acknowledge that my daughter loves me and receives what I have to say, but as she kicks more into the teenage years she needs other voices yep. that I know I can trust yeah. and so being really mindful that I love set them up that you that. did that in advance oh, like that was like goodness, the wisest thing so yeah. I have a couple people that yeah. I know she can reach out to that are going to probably say the same thing yeah, yeah. and so they I don't do, have to worry they, about it they hear it completely <laughs> differently you're yeah. not you, they're not in the system mm-hmm. you know like so they can trust them and I can't tell you how many times I would say something to a kid and they would be like yeah of course and the mom's like I've been saying that <laughs> For seven years. And it it just doesn't matter. So and even I, personally in my life, I had somebody that stepped into my life when I think I was 16. Mm-hmm. And it just completely changed the tra- trajectory That's of huge. what would have happened to me walking through some really hard times. Mm-hmm. And she was there and my parents fully trusted her. That's and it awesome. totally changed my life. That's like so would awesome. not be here today. You're mm-hmm. welcome world. If yeah. it hadn't <laughs> been for this person. You yeah. know? And so. Yeah, that that's really man, Jen. I'm writing that down. Yeah, it, and yeah, I mean, do it so like good. around eight or nine when they yeah. don't know you're setting them up. You have no this. idea. <laughs> this person so loves good. you. Hang out with them, uh-huh. <laughs> and we're it's on the really same page good. in all the things. That's yep. really I good. Think too, the other piece I would add about the community is that there's a reality that anytime we're in hard seasons, the enemy loves to try and lie to us that we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. So I must be the only one that's facing mm-hmm. this with my teen. But then you get around these other parents, you're like, yes, I did the same thing last night. Yep. Suddenly I'm not alone in it. Yep. I'm not isolated in it. And I have this whole new level of connection and 
even accountability to make sure I'm handling things well. Yep. And so we cannot overstate the importance of having community in your life, especially people who are in the same season that you are. Mm-hmm. And then you may even get to be one of those voices to another teen mm-hmm. for another parent mm-hmm. because you're not their parent. And so it's super, super important. The other thing that I just love, and we want to land here for just a second, that Dr. Townsend talks about is being parents who really challenge ourselves to face any guilt or any fear that we may have about setting boundaries. I know this is something my husband and I have had to talk about throughout the years, especially that fear thing. When you come through from crazy and you have maybe experienced (laughs) abuse or difficulty or whatever in your story, sometimes setting boundaries is hard for a variety of reasons. Sometimes we can be afraid of our teens withdrawing their love because we feel like if I set the boundary and they get angry with me, then somehow their love is going to be withdrawn. If that is a fear of yours, it's okay. It's there, but call it for what it is and deal Mm -hmm. with it because it's not healthy and it's going to pull you back from really doing what you need to do. I promise your teen is going to get angry with you. That's just part of the process. Mm -hmm. And actually it made me laugh because in the book, Dr. Townsend said, he goes, if your teen never gets angry with you, you're probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. If you were always buddies and you're always friends and they're never angry with you, actually you're probably not parenting them very well. Mm -hmm. And so really taking that to account and going, okay, Lord, I'm not going around just trying to make my teen angry, but am I setting the rules and the boundaries and the consequences in such a way that they're set up for success in the long haul? The other piece that he talked about that I thought was so good is that sometimes as our kids hit teenage years, we've now been their parents for quite some time and there may even be regrets over when they were younger. or Maybe there was a season of life that we weren't maybe around or there can be a variety of regrets that we can have as they move into their teenage years and what can happen is it can not so much be a fear of setting boundaries, but it can be almost like I feel guilty too. I want to be the good guy. I Mm -hmm. want to make sure that I'm the fun one. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we connect in the good things. And that if I set boundaries, I feel guilty because I have regret of such and such. That's another thing that we just kind of want to call out and give just that place of awareness of like, Lord, is this something I'm operating from? Because if it's there, like I said, it's okay, but Mm -hmm. call it for what it is and get some healing from your own story. Because if I'm operating from fear or guilt, it is not going to position me to parent my kids well. And this teenage years, as much as we laugh about how hard it is because it is, and it's just crazy because it is, it is so monumental to the their future as adults and positioning them to really do that season well. And so we just want to make sure that we understand that anger is going to happen. But he talks about just staying with our children in the anger, loving them and even just holding them well, but also holding the line. So there's this place of going, you're going to be angry, but I'm holding the line and the expectation, but I'm still staying open and loving to you. I'm not shutting down. I'm not withdrawing. I'm not doing my own junk just because you're angry. I get that you are and I love you, but that doesn't mean anything's changing Mm -hmm. in what I've asked of you. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it sets them up to go, okay, I'm loved in my anger. Now I can let that anger shift out. And I'm now learning as a teenager how to mature and to overcome even angry moments because Mm -hmm. anger is part of our emotions. But how many of us weren't taught mm-hmm. how to handle our anger and we're either afraid of it and so we don't go there or it's just out of bounds because yeah. we weren't parented well in it. So there's a lot there, but we just want to encourage y'all to really be, you know, to give the Lord space to really look into those places and go, these are some things that need to be tweaked. And this is why based on your story. And as we do, we're just going to parent that much better mm-hmm. and our kids are going to be that much better off because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, and I really love what you said. He said, mm-hmm. whomever said, Um, But is that if you, you know, I like to talk about both ends of the spectrum, but if you came from not a healthy 
parenting situation, right? right? If you were not parented healthy or maybe in a way that you realize needs to happen now because it's Mm -hmm. a whole new generation with a whole, you know what I mean? We don't get to do the same thing over. Like each generation has to shift. Um, Then that's okay. I've seen so many times that, um, you know, parents would say like, but, you know, this terrible thing happened to me. I'm not going to let that happen. But they don't actually know how. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to go, oh, I don't actually know how to parent well. Right. I don't actually know how to parent in a healthy way or do this. I wasn't equipped. Yeah. And that is totally fine Mm -hmm. because you can only parent to the level of maturity that you have in that situation. And it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so if you can kind of own that, you know, if you see that you're not doing well or maybe, you know, something's triggering you or, and I know that's the buzzword, but seriously, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, why Mm -hmm. am I mad that you wore orange today? You know, let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Right? Like, seriously, like, what? what is that? So true. And so, you know, go ahead, seek out additional help, counseling, accountability groups, whatever you need to do. You know, don't, like you said, hold on to that shame yeah. that you weren't equipped or equipped in the season. Even mm-hmm. if you had great parents, they didn't raise kids in this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Right. Well, in addition to seeking out that healing, the last thing that I would personally say, and this is a lot of what we've talked about, I think leads into this, is just the importance of... As a parent of a teen, but really just as a parent across the board, um, the ability to be humble Mm -hmm. and to be willing to own your stuff with your kids and to be able to apologize to your kids. Like, that makes me so uncomfortable. Listen, (laughs) I mean, all of you Enneagram ones out there, we need to be better. We got to be better at it. It's hard. It's so hard. I mean, the eights too now. Okay. The eights too. I'm sure we all have our things, but like, it's it's not easy to apologize usually just in general to anyone, mm-hmm. um, but especially to your kids who I think sometimes parents think that their kids need to see them as perfect and yeah. like have, having no flaws, because what if you let that down and they see that you have weaknesses and you have what what's going to happen then? And there's that fear around that. And it's so it's so bizarre when you think about it from the outside looking in. But I think anyone who's a parent, you know, knows like that's that's a real mm-hmm. struggle to be able to own up to a weakness to your kid. Yeah. Or that you just messed up. And so um, I don't remember who I heard say this not too long ago, but they said like the greatest thing that you have to offer your children is repentance mm-hmm. and the ability to say, I'm sorry, and to wound them, but then to know how to heal so on the good. other end and to show, just like you said, we often don't know what how to teach them how to process anger. Mm-hmm. We also sometimes don't teach them well how to process hurt because yeah. we won't even own up to the fact that we've hurt them or that we've done something harmful or, you know, and so just the ability to do that in the midst of all of this craziness that we've talked about, I just don't think could be stated enough. It's huge. Yeah, I have a good friend who often reminds her children only Jesus was perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and I it's like good. that. It's you good. know, and she's joking, but but yeah. also very serious. Like she's pointing it back to the Lord. Like I'm never going to be perfect, and if yeah. that's your expectation, mm-hmm. and you know, I need to do that with Liam because <laughs> definitely not Jesus. <laughs> definitely not perfect. Um, and I think that you know, if you can give your team connection and consistency you're in a really good spot. Yeah. And there are going to be different things that happen in life that we have no control over. But if we make that effort to connect, have boundaries, keep them safe while they're figuring all mm-hmm. this stuff out, yeah. you know, you are setting them up well, no matter what comes from the outside world. And also, you know, um, 
making sure that you're staying the same person, yeah. right? No matter what they're doing. Yeah, it's real hard. Doesn't mean you necessarily are on the inside. Sometimes we just are in a moment yeah. and then we walk and close the door and scream or cry or whatever you do to let yeah. that come out, you know, but that there's, a, you know, a, a balanced front, mm-hmm. if you will, in some of those situations. And you're going to feel more at rest because you will not have done damage that you then need to go back. Right. We're not going backwards mm-hmm. right. and you're not going to be perfect. But if you can feel steady mm-hmm. and you know you're connected and they can come talk to you, then this will work out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really will. I love that. Well, as we get ready to wrap up today, I think the final thought that came from the book that I thought was so good is that he talks about being a parent that is someone that is strong enough to contain all of your teen's parts, the good and the bad. So whatever they're kind of presenting in that moment, that you're strong enough and healthy enough to contain it all, that you wrap your arms around all of it. Mm. It doesn't mean that you say all of it's okay or that can continue, but they know that no matter what they're operating from mm. or struggling with, or if it's the best day that they're loved and that that comes from us being in a healthy, strong place. And so we hope that today has been encouraging, but also probably kind of challenging and that's good, but that you will also join us next week as we continue this discussion on parenting. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider us supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.